can you succeed in raising your children to have unshakable faith in Jesus Christ, especially when the odds seem to be stacked so high against you? Our children are bombarded with images and messages every day that contradict the teachings of Jesus. And as parents, it's easy for us to feel outmanned and outgunned in our battle to shape their hearts and minds into committed followers of Christ. But the victory is ours for the taking. God has given us everything we need to equip our children for the life He's called them to. So join us today as we engage in the crucial conversations that will help you discover and apply the tools you need to raise your kids with unshakable faith in Jesus. And now, welcome to Unshakable Faith. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Steve Hubler, President of Legacy Family Ministries. And I'm Melissa Hubler. And we are your hosts for Unshakable Faith. I want to welcome everybody joining us here on Faith Talk 1360 Live. I also want to welcome all of you who are joining us through our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is titled, How to Get God's Word into Your Kids. We're going to tackle one of the most important jobs that we parents have to do in the lives of our children, and that is to make sure that the eternal Word of God is embedded in their hearts and embedded in their minds. We're going to talk about what that challenge looks like, and we're going to talk about how we can be successful in meeting that challenge and to do it confidently and effectively. We're going to provide you with some of the insight and some of the tools that you need to get started right away. But there's one small problem. There's always one small problem, right? (laughs) And that is we have so much good stuff that we want to share with you. We can't fit it all into just one show. So we're going to cover as much as we can today. And then I'm going to invite my guest back next week to give you the rest of it. But before we dive into all that great stuff and introduce our guests, there's two very valuable resources that I want to offer you. First, if you've not yet requested your free cheat sheet for critical race theory, I urge you to do that today. They are still available for a short time. Just go to our website at LegacyFamilyMinistries.com, click on the box provided, and tell us where to send it, and we'll get that out to you right away. A second thing, and this is really the biggie, Our annual family camp, our annual summer family camp is rapidly approaching. Now, we focus on two things at our family camps. One is fun because I never really grew up anyway, so we want to have fun there. We want you to build memories with your loved ones that will draw you closer together and last a lifetime. But second, and most importantly, we equip you with the practical, hands-on tools you need to build an unshakable faith into your kids. Now, I promise you, you're not going to be asked to sit through any long lectures. We just don't do things that way. Instead, we equip you through hands-on, interactive learning activities with other parents just like you, and we have a great time doing it. Now, this year's theme is counterculture. We're going to show you how to use the gospel Jesus preached to empower your kids to overcome the most toxic forces in our culture today that are working hard every day to draw them away from God. Now, we have two dates available for you this summer, either the weekend of June 24th through 26th or the weekend of July 8th through 10th. All the info is on our website. Please come and check it out at www.LegacyFamilyMinistries.com. Registration is opening on April 1st, and you're able to do that on the website. Keep in mind there's a limited number of cabins available, and we sell out every year, so please don't wait. Be sure to register as soon as we open, and we would love to see you there. Now, 
Commercial's done. <laughs> you got it all in. Good job. I want to introduce our guest because uh, she's a great friend of ours and very well respected by her peers. Her name is Michelle Spano. Hi. Welcome into the studio today. We're glad you're here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay, I'm, I'm going to embarrass Michelle. It's her first time on the radio, so we'll be nice to you today. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, the, actually, the reason that I invited you here is because uh, I consider you one of our everyday experts on the very thing that we're going to talk about. I know sometimes we bring people in here with a list of degrees so long they look like a thermometer. You only have one degree. I'm no thermometer. <laughs> you got a bachelor's in, in education. You spent time as a math teacher. You've been doing that for years. But more importantly for our discussion today is that uh, you actually do the things that we're talking about. And you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, that's right. So that makes you better at it than I am. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're with us. I think we're going to have some fun today. So, Michelle, thanks so much for coming. Now, just to set the table for our conversation today, our goal as Christian parents is to bring our kids into a saving relationship with Jesus and then build up their faith so that when they become an adult and step out into the real world on their own, they have a faith in Jesus that is so strong and that is so anchored that nothing they encounter in life will shake it. Every single Christian parent I talk to wants that same thing for their kid. But the only way to do that is to draw from God's Word. Scripture tells us in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes through hearing, and hearing comes through the Word of God. So God's Word is essential to building up our children's faith. It is the building blocks of our children's faith. And we cannot build the faith of our children without getting God's Word into their hearts and into their minds. So we're going to explore exactly how we go about doing that. Mm -hmm. So let's jump right in. Whose Sounds job good. is it to do this? Well, I think the job of the local church and the school, and I'm just kidding. See, now I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I think Scripture makes it clear from the Old Testament to the New that it really is was intended for the parents to be the the main provider of this teaching. Absolutely. Um, and I do want to acknowledge, too, I think especially we live at a time where sometimes it's not always ideal, right? It, mm -hmm. I think the for the purposes of our conversation, we'll be using the term parents a lot. But there could be people listening who are thinking like, well, I'm single and, you know, that's this is a hard road to take. It's a high calling and or I'm the grandparents and this is what I'm you know, this is the plate that I have before me. I'm the foster parent. How, you know, and um, or even aunts and uncles who have yeah. taken nieces and nephews into their home. They're not the parent and yet they're fulfilling that role. They really are. And so I think it's stepping into that role that Deuteronomy calls us to where we are teaching our children um, throughout the course of our life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think scripture gives us some great direction. I mean, God doesn't mince any words about whose role it is, but it also gives us some great encouragement some of the verses that we've tapped on before is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. I love those verses because you really see 
the everyday aspect of it. You know, teaching your children about the Lord is not something that happens on Sunday mornings when you go to church or Wednesday nights when they go off to youth group. It's something that should be happening every moment of the day. That as surely as you breathe in and out, you should be teaching your children about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to throw in here, just so that there's no misunderstanding, the church plays a very important role in this. It absolutely does. Um, I was a pastor for years, so I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love what my friend Chris Rusin said when he came in. He said, yeah, we were talking about youth pastors. And he said, well, the the parent is the head coach and the youth pastor is the assistant coach. And that's kind of how I see the church is they're supposed to come alongside us and, and build us up. But ultimately, you know, God's going to hold me accountable for what right. happens with my kids. Well, and as a parent, it's not that we're supposed to be talking with our mouth even every moment mm-hmm. to our kids. But how do we live our life? What are we modeling for them as we get up in the morning and as we move throughout our day? Because they're seeing what we're modeling. And are they seeing Jesus? Are they seeing a godly attitude? Or are they seeing that we look just like the world? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think, too, this verse, there's so much intentionality here that you mm-hmm. see it, right? I mean, just that word, teach them diligently. And as you read that, Steve, I thought, oh, I just love this verse. It's just so intense in some ways, which mm-hmm. might, you know, at times kind of um, intimidate us too. But I, I think it's it's just really speaking to the idea that we are supposed to be intentional about it. And we are supposed to be engaging our children with the word of God. Um, and I'm going to jump a little bit ahead. If you notice, though, too, within that verse, it doesn't give a specific um, formula. It's mm-hmm. not formulaic at all. Correct. There's a lot of freedom in how we do that. And um, so I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I just, I enjoy that Deuteronomy speaks of having intention and gives parents the freedom for how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the as you go aspect to it because mm. it's very much, it's uh, it doesn't prohibit programming, but it, it definitely highlights the as you go part of it. Like this is something that we should take opportunity to do all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, dinner table, in the car, those moments before bed, probably top three, any leverage moments that come up. I'm sure we're going to get into that later in our conversation, but it's very much an as-you-go. And I love that part about it. Well, it's very much mirrored in the Great Commission in Matthew Matthew 28, where he says, as you go, make Mm -hmm. disciples. Yep. And, you know, there's Ephesians 6, 4, another favorite one of mine, because it says fathers, right? So, hello, I'm listening. Yes. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Because I've never done that, right? <laughs> but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And we looked at this some weeks ago, and that whole idea of training was in there. And I love this because I've got a background in athletics, and the whole idea of training, you know, there's spe- there's specificity to it. There's intentionality to it. You know, there's there's a targeted goal that you're going for. I thrive on all that stuff. So when I read this, it's like, man, all that transfers to the training up of my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't happen on accident. And, you know, um, you mentioned something earlier, Michelle, I want to come back to because there's another verse that pops out to me. And that's this can be really intimidating, um, especially if you're in a position where maybe there isn't two parents in the household anymore. Maybe something happened and you're feeling overwhelmed. But bottom line is, is you're not alone. Acts 1.8 said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When I read this, you know, it's it's easy for me in my all my years as a pastor to think about, oh, well, this is about the Great Commission. And it is. Mm-hmm. But it starts at home. You know, the Holy Spirit indwells each of us that have confessed Jesus as our Lord and accepted him as, my, 
accepted him as our Savior. He lives within us. We have the power to do this in us already because the person of Jesus is Mm -hmm. in us. So we are never alone in this. We're never outgunned. We're never really outmanned, even though we feel that way. Mm -hmm. So for God to lay this role on us, he didn't leave us alone to do it. And that, I think, is a really key takeaway point. Yeah. Well, and our mission begins in our home. It begins with our children. Right. They are our first. They're our first responsibility and our first priority in everything that we do. Mm hmm. Well, for those of you who may just be joining us, I'm here with Melissa today. We're here with our guest, Michelle Spano, and we're talking about how to get God's word into your kids. And you're in luck if you just join us because we're just really getting rolling on this. We talked a little bit about whose role it is. You know, God gives that responsibility to the parent. But I want to dig more into the challenge now. Um, Scripture makes it perfectly clear that God has given us moms and dads the primary responsibility for getting his word into the hearts and minds of our children. But that being said, we got to recognize it's a hard thing for us to do. So I want to discuss some of the reasons why it's hard. I just kind of open it up to you guys. Why do you think it's hard? You know, the first thing that pops into my mind is um, just time. Right. That's when am I going to do this? When am I going to fit this in? I, we for for my family, we've chosen homeschooling. So we have, you know, we're kind of the boss of our day. And so I've got a lot of latitude there to work with. But even for families who've chosen different schooling method. Um, what about that? How you know, how do how do they fit it into their time, into their comings and goings? Um, so I think time right off the bat. And, you know, that leads me, that's kind of the hardest thing about getting this started is just finding that time and then consistency, mm-hmm. being con- being consistent, right? You, you've got the sniffles hit one kid and it travels around the whole family mm-hmm. and you're all knocked down for a week. And uh, so just sometimes getting back into that again can, um, back into that routine can just be very challenging. So those are two things that I think tend to come to mind right away, time and just being consistent. Yeah, I would agree. I think consistency is very hard. You know, you get that I'm going to do this and we're going to get started and you might have great success for an amount of time, but there's always something that bombards your schedule, whether it's vacation or like you said, illness or um, just other family responsibilities that pop up that you have to deal with. It's always the tyranny of the urgent. Mm -hmm. So where do you get back into saying, no, this is something that is more urgent than everything else and we're going to keep it as our number one priority? Yeah, you have to fight to keep it mm-hmm. as the number one priority. I, you know, back to the whole thing on time, the number one thing that I heard as a pastor and the number one thing that my parents, my parents, my friends who are pastors hear from parents is that we are time impoverished. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we live in a hurry, hurry, hurry society. Um, I know it's true for moms and dads. It's true. It's even true for some of the retired folks I know. Right. And the ones that are raising their children's kids. Time is always an issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on top of that, there's this other thing. It's It can be challenging because sometimes our kids just aren't up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you do need to get some buy-in. And um, and it's almost like you address heart attitudes before you even get to the Bible study at mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I look at my kids and it cracks me up because it's like, man, there's so many things I want to show you if I could just have your attention. Right. <laughs> I think, too, what we have to remember as well is there there is an active enemy who absolutely does not want this to happen. Mm-hmm. The last thing that he wants is for us to be actively engaging with our children, actively pursuing the word of God, actively teaching them these things. 
he does not want that. He wants to disable our ability to um, lead our children in that way. And so I think when we can when we can move forward and when we start carving out that time, it would be naive to think that challenges aren't going to arise. Um, I even think self-doubt could be something that parents struggle with. Um, you know, I'm from feelings of I don't feel equipped to do this because mm-hmm. I've not been trained. I don't have the thermometer of degrees, you know, behind my name. Um, I've got a past. I've got that and one that maybe I'm not even proud of. And so even those feelings sometimes that I think of shame that can happen where it's like, what makes me equipped to lead my children in this when I've struggled in areas? And the enemy loves to use shame. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I think that we really want to produce perfect kids, and therefore we have to be perfect parents. But we're not perfect people, therefore we can't can't parent perfectly. The only way that we can end up with kids that have a firm foundation is when we look to the perfect parent, which is God the Father. And when we lean into him and allow him to guide us, he will be faithful. It doesn't matter what our background is. He has put our children into our lives for a reason. And we need to step into that and not say, oh, but my past is yucky. It's bad. I'm not going to be the best person for that. You're the perfect person for it because you're the one God chose for your children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he will empower you to do it. So, yes, it is hard Um, identifying that, coming to terms with it and and really getting to the place where we're okay with not being perfect because none of us are. I have made so many huge mistakes with my kids and they're still pretty good. You know, they're they're still on track. But, uh, yeah, coming to terms with that is, is a big part of, of getting going. Um, once we do, though, there's this whole idea of being intentional. And we talked about this right around the new year, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, just the importance of intentionality. Right. You know, what, when, when, when you look forward, if you were giving one of your friends advice about being intentional, what, what kind of advice would you give them? So really focus on prayer. Be intentional about praying for your kids. Mm-hmm. Be intentional about praying with them, for them, um, bringing them into that process so that they are seeing who God is and then pointing out answers to prayer. You know, when you see the big things that God does, even if it's just food on the table at night, it's a big thing. Point it out to them. Mm-hmm. Allow them to see God at work around them. Yeah. And at the very least, you know, we were talking about time impoverishment and the the pressure of hurry and all the demands on us. I think one of the most intentional things that we can do, one of the most important things we can do is just decide to make it a priority because that's how that's how you start chipping through the barriers to, to make it actually happen in your home. You have to set it as a priority. And, you know, Michelle, you said something to me when we were talking the other day about this, um, and that was the importance of setting small goals and avoiding unrealistic expectations. I thought that was brilliant. Could you expand on that? Yeah, I think... I think, and I think it's a good thing, right? We get excited about this new thing, and I think that's even evidence of just the Holy Spirit working in us and encouraging us to take this step. And so you're pumped, you're ready to go. Um, and I would, from my experience and working with it, what does not and what did not work for me is expecting that we're going to spend an hour and my children are going to be cherubs sitting at my feet. <laughs> right. Um, and in two years, they're going to know soaking Greek, Soaking right? it in. Yeah. I mean, that's, that would be really, I mean, all, you know, a laughable, unrealistic expectation. But something that we can do um, is just very small, like, hey, maybe all I have time right now and just to start getting in some wins in the consistency, let's just sit and just pick pick a passage, pick a book, and just read it. And if I can just read that with them and just ask them, what questions do you have? That's a great start. That is 
I would say normalizing questions too. Don't be afraid of their questions. Encourage them. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a lot to say on that later. But um, so I would do that. Start small. And By the way, I fell lock, stock, and barrel into that pothole of wanting the one hour of perfect attention and kids that studied the Bible in Greek. And I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but uh, yeah. It, we we didn't have anything near that. It was about fifteen minutes of if good we were time, lucky. and then one of them because we've got three would would take a shot at another one, and then it would just degenerate. And or I they would, would be being, rolling around on the floor, and can we be done yet? And yes, rolls. it just went on and on. You know that was actually my experience yesterday. <laughs> we, <laughs> we they were like, oh man, we're at, we're at uh, we're at this certain part in our study, and they know it usually takes a little bit longer. And you know what? Too, I would just say, okay, that's okay. Like if all they can last at that point is ten or fifteen, well, that's ten or fifteen that they wouldn't have had if you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really do think there is something to that. At least we're doing something, and it's very intentional. And I would never discount the power of the Word of God, even in ten minutes. Right. I think sometimes just when someone just says something really quick, it strikes your heart. And I and I think that's the Lord using other believers to make his word go forth. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. And so I would say, don't be discouraged by that. Hey, you got 15. And Well, you know, just piggyback on that. I was thinking as you were saying that, it's like I can't think of a single long sermon or a single long book that I ever sat through or read that was like, wow, you know, that that long period of time that I was in this really changed my life. It's usually the little comments Mm -hmm. that someone makes, a a, a line that the pastor dropped that might have not even been in his sermon notes, or a comment that somebody made to me in a conversation that the Holy Spirit grabbed onto and did something with. And it's like, those are the the win moments that we get, even when when we're in that, look, they only lasted 10 minutes today, or they only lasted 15. Don't walk away saying, I'm a failure because I didn't get the full 30 minutes in I wanted. It's like, no, I'm going to trust God for the 12 minutes we had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to trust God for the 12 minutes we had. And I think, too, an unrealistic expectation is to expect no pushback. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're dealing with fully functioning human beings who have their own free will and a short attention span. Beautiful little sinners. (laughs) They are. They're just. And and to be fair to them, we're full of just as much of our own Mm -hmm. baggage, if you will. So, I mean, you're having imperfect people coming to talk about the perfect word. And so you're bound to have conflict. And, And, you know, and some of that, too, is direct opportunities to have further parenting conversations. Mm-hmm. And um and and I would say that too. Sometimes don't expect that your study like like we went and sat down to study on the book of John yesterday in our passage in John 5 and we have a rabbit trail and because of the conversation that resulted I know we're going to need to chase this rabbit trail. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I would embrace rabbit trails. I mean, you know, as long as it's not like the kid, I don't know, pick your insert, your imagination of what your child is <laughs> right, doing. <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, I want to come back to one thought that you said earlier before we run out of time here. And that is there is no one right way to get God's word into your children. I know in the past we've talked about programs versus principles, kind of the as you go approach versus the structured Bible study. I think there's a place for both. I think that we need to be open to using both. Um, there, there are different tools for different times. Um, and I also think that uh, God has given us an, enough wisdom and insight about our kids that I think that if we approach it prayerfully and, and wisely, we can figure out 
what will probably work best and then just continue to fine tune it as we go. Yeah. And really being willing, having that flexibility to tweak things as we go is important too. Yeah, I think James 1.5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And so I just think if we keep that in mind, then the Lord's going to direct our steps. Mm -hmm. He never fails us. Yeah, well, and every child is different. And so when we seek God and ask for his wisdom and his direction on how do I how do I meet the need of this child, he will be faithful to give it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're out of time for today. Um, good news is, is we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of how to do this. Not the right way, but a way to start. We're going to do that on our next show coming up next week. But for now, remember, we'd love to have you at Family Camp. Come to our website, LegacyFamilyMinistries.com. Click on the button, sign up for camp. We'd love to have you there. Uh, remember, in the meantime, God is with you. You're not alone in this. And you can be a pro at raising kids with unshakable faith. <laughs>